Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Kessner-King. Today, I'm delighted to have Darlene furbish Willette with us from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, correct? Yes. Yes, great. Well, welcome, Darlene. Thank you. I appreciate you asking. Thanks. Yeah. We've been trying to connect for a while, but we both have so many grandkids. <laughs> True, and we were supposed to travel, and that just didn't happen because of COVID. So, um, yeah, so... It's just a strange time for everyone right now. It sure is. It sure yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So um, tell us about your work. Like I see on your website, you do mixed media, you do printmaking in addition to your oil paintings, which cover such a variety of, of subject matter. They're just, they're very beautiful. But tell us some, um, how would you describe your work to someone who's not seen it? Um, I think my oil paintings tend to be um, sort of um, more, more. Um, I don't know. I hate, I hate to use the term uh, impressionistic, but it, but it is kind of impressionistic, and um, and and between that and it's not realism at all. Um, I try to be loose, and you know, um, I don't know. It's just. It's hard to describe one's work. <laughs> it is. I know what I like, uh, you know, and I go paint subject matter that I like. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think you know, I'm attracted to color, light and shadow. Um, you know, a good design. Mm. So many beautiful places on the seacoast. Um, oh, I know for sure. Yeah. Now, I think you grew up in Connecticut. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. It seemed to have very supportive parents. I sure did. <laughs> Yes, you read my bio, huh? Yeah. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. They were definitely out of the box. So tell us about them. Or they were. I feel so fortunate. My I used to call my father a Renaissance man. Yeah. He could just do anything, and they were both very creative. I mean, from you know building their house to landscaping to gardening. Um, my father built stone walls, and plus he worked full time. Wow. So, uh, and they both worked full time. So. Um, what they accomplished to me is just pretty amazing. So I think that yeah. um, it was just natural that I gravitate toward all those things myself because uh, they were very dear to me. Um, so yeah, I, I like to dabble in a lot of different things too. And they gave me the permission, you know, um, I really felt like I was pretty accepted um, and I could do anything and it was just okay. Divine <laughs> benign neglect too. <laughs> Because they were so busy. <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> but yeah, very creative people. So it, it was a fun environment to grow up in. So what is your earliest memory of making art? Um, oh, God, there's so many. Um, my mother, like I said, was very creative. So we just have, you know, the whole bar kitchen oh. full of art supplies or sewing materials or baking day or um, whatever. <laughs> Wow. And go my father try try to help my father build stone walls and mix cement and you know just I'd get in his way more than I would be helpful I'm sure but wow <laughs> um yeah it was just it was like a it was a good healthy environment to just explore and so mm-hmm. consequently that's you know the way I approach my work I think is just in a very explorative manner I just experiment a ton. Um, that's why I like all these different media to work with. Um, you know, printmaking is totally different than painting. You know, painting is different than, you know, collage or, you know, mixed, mixed media is somewhat similar, but, you know, different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when, when did it become, you know, did it continue as a hobby for years or did you kind of go professional right away? How did it? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> 
very, a very long circuitous route getting back. <laughs> um, so uh, as a child, my parents would give me art lessons. I, you know, I would go off to art lessons um, and sewing lessons. My grandmother was also creative, um, taught me how to knit and things. Um, so even so that was the first memories I have of like really going off to lessons to learn things um I did a lot a lot of drawing as a child um what else did I do so um then um you know I went through high school did art classes in high school um when I was done with high school I really wanted to take a year off and my it was before this taking a year off to you know, find yourself and work for a while and travel for a while or go to a, you know, 13th year. Um, that wasn't popular then. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of tough love said, hey, you know, if you want to go to college, we'll pay now. But if not, you're on your own. So I did the obligatory thing of going to college. <laughs> um, yeah, I only made it for a semester. I just absolutely was not ready and didn't like it. Um, Plus, the classes were very dry. Um, so, you know, I, which I think was a real mistake to give a first year semester student, you know, art history, math, public speaking. Uh, you know, they were the most horrible, dry courses, and I didn't have any art classes. Right. <laughs> I wanted to major in art. So, um, consequently, I only went one semester. Um, and then I worked and traveled and lived various places for a year. And then I asked my parents if I could come back home and live. Pay <laughs> 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 my legs. <laughs> and um, they said, well, okay. But, you know, you got to work and you got to go to school. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, and I thought I was ready and I tried again. And uh, I really just wasn't. So um, I ended up meeting my son's father. And we just sort of went off and had a grand, grand old time for a few years. Yeah. And then settled down. Um, and uh, so then um, he and I became divorced shortly thereafter. Uh, and so I would just take classes at night when I could get a babysitter. And, nice. um, you know, go to, I went to Keene State College at that point, night class. Um, and so I just took all kinds of art classes and got reacquainted with that side of myself that I felt had, you know, gone by the wayside. Yeah. I didn't even know it at the time because I was just too busy having fun traveling and sure. experimenting with life. Um, and so, yeah, so it has been a really circuitous route. And I, you know, so that was, I lived 27 miles north of Keene in a little town called Langdon. Hmm. And um, there was really very little to do. It was super rural. Um, but so I would travel, you know, 27 miles, go to Cannes, go to school <laughs> and back. Yeah. And it was great. So I did that, you know, as much as I possibly could afford. Um, and then um, when my son was getting older, like maybe, I think he was four, um, I knew that schools were very important and I wasn't happy with the school systems there. Okay. So I, um, I looked at Portsmouth and Portsmouth seemed to have a very good education system. So we moved to Portsmouth, oh. and, uh, and so then I needed to have a real job to, you know, pay health insurance and, you know, everything. Um, so I had a real job and no art for a very long time, you know, other than doodling and, you know, being creative in a bunch of different ways. Um, oh, yeah, I, it was probably a dry spell for at least 16 years. Yeah. yeah. So then, when my son went off to college, I went back to college. <laughs> I went to you. Got my BFA. Nice. As an oh. older adult. <laughs> Is what? As an older adult. Yeah. Did you have Grant Drumheller by any chance? Was he teaching that? Grant. I did have Grant. My yeah. very first year of painting. He was. He was a great fun teacher to have for your first year yeah. because he. If he made it fun, and he would come in with these beautiful knitted sweaters that he made, and he, you know, oh, they were gorgeous. <laughs> that I didn't know. I did interview Grant. He was a fun. In fact, I went to his house. It was fun, fun interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a he's a fun guy. I mean, I ha I haven't been in touch with Grant for years, but he, 
was a great first teacher. He was, I think he, um, he made it fun. He gave you, you know, the essentials. That's the one thing about, you know, my education at UNH. I felt like it was extremely rigorous and thorough. And boy, I just felt like I got such a good foundation. Nice. Um, yeah, of the real basics. So, you know, once, once you have that, it's easier to branch out and, you know, explore a little. Yeah. And did you have a favorite media during that time? I loved printmaking and I loved photography, but photography, um, I just found it magical. I absolutely loved it because we had, you know, we were developing our own um, film at that time. And so that's magical. You see this image come in that you've taken, you've probably shot 50 shots to get that one good one, as they say, it's true. Um, I love that, but you know, honestly, the smell, I couldn't handle the smell. It just got to me. It was the chemicals were too much. And I loved printmaking. Um, However, I felt like, I felt like printmaking was um, a little bit more tedious. We did, we did etching on copper plates a lot. That's primarily what I did. Um, And so you know it's 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 grueling it's time consuming you have to get it right you know the plate might have to be worked 15 20 times before you're happy with it going in and out of this acid bath and etching the etching the point um that you've drawn into the copper and so it was just um i think it was a little bit more labor intensive so so then i switched to painting even though even though i didn't think i was very good at it mm-hmm. and i didn't I didn't really understand, I didn't understand value at all. I didn't understand value until years after I started painting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why, you know, when I teach, I try to teach value first. Because I just, I did not get it, the concept. I understood colors and I knew how to mix colors. Um, But yeah, value was a tough one for me. Yeah. Now, do you you recall in your training any, any, but he trying to teach it and maybe just to get it or was it just something that wasn't really stressed? Well, it could have been, you know, learning overload yeah. at that point. <laughs> sure. Really, it, it was a very rigorous program and, um, you know, there's so much. So, you know, one two-hour block, you're in printmaking, the next two-hour block, you're painting, you know, so you're always, a, it's a mind shift constantly, you know, um, and so it could have been overload and I just didn't get it. Um, so I, when and how did you, did you start becoming aware on your own or was there a, someone who brought it to you? I think that when you just, you know, look at enough books and look at enough art, mm. finally, I, I'm not quite sure how it kicked in, to be honest. Um, mm. But somewhere it kicked in. I went, aha. <laughs> hey. Nice. <laughs> because I, I do like, bright colors I do like vibrancy and you know I like things to be illuminated but um you know it needs to I I think it needs to be balanced with you know some good neutrals too beautiful neutrals right oh (laughs) that was that was one of my big lessons nice yeah so so then um you're in the button factory in Portsmouth I so so at what point did you uh, you know kind of go professional with it and get out there and <laughs> you know out. you know the funniest thing is um i don't lack confidence uh, on a lot of levels but because i think i was accepted as a child pretty much and you know sure if you want to try that try that do this <laughs> um <laughs> which was a really healthy thing i think because yeah. you know you can find out what you like and don't like mm-hmm. um but i just feel like you know, I like what they say with your art, you know, you feel like you're standing there naked. I didn't have self-confidence with my painting for a long time. Okay. And then finally something happened and I did. <laughs> um, so, so there, I don't know, something, something switched. Um, Maybe the values came into play at the same time. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> everything. Or, you know, just the act of doing, you know, the yeah. act of, out there every day and just doing you know you get these 
these moments where you just go, oh my God, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> now, I get it. Oh, that looks better with this. This looks better next to this. Uh, you know, this is failing because it's not a strong composition. You know, everything. It's like all of a sudden, all these things, the components that, that you've learned, you know, come together and you just, you just like, God, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah. so were you, were you working in the button factory and not putting things out yet? Just kind of building? I, oh, I just, I felt like I had so much, um, so much training at UNH that, you know, it's easy to, I see this happen with a lot of people and, and students. Um, they just want to keep taking workshops with this one, that one, the other one. And, and, you know, it's like you never find your own voice. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was to find my own voice as quickly as I could because yeah. um, I just didn't, otherwise I'd be lost. I mean, I, I just felt like I'd be lost. So that's what my objective was. Nice. Um, yeah. So how did you um, put yourself, what steps did you take when you felt ready to put yourself out? I just started, you know, um, downloading, you know, um, applications to shows and, um, you know, just did it that way. And there was a lot of rejection and there was a lot of acceptance. So, you know, the rejections are never easy. <laughs> Um, they're very hurtful when you're not when you're not ready and when you're a, a novice artist. Um, so, you know, I had I had a lot of disappointments early on, and then finally, um, things started shifting for me, and I started getting accepted. And I thought, okay, well, my work must be getting better, or I just got lucky with it. Plus, sometimes if you you know see who the judges are, you know, if if someone just wants, you know abstracty work or you know they're into lines or charcoal and you're submitting a very colorful painting um you know it might not appeal to them as much as someone submitting a charcoal painting or line drawing or printmaking image or so and there's only so much space on the walls of galleries so they have to edit well and it doesn't mean that no one liked your work or you know it's not up to par it just it just means that for that show, it just didn't work as a body of work. So I get that. Mm. But it was hurtful in the beginning. I didn't get that. Mm. <laughs> I took it personal. <laughs> yeah. But you kept going, which is the, the important did. thing, right? I did. I have persistence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what it takes. <laughs> in this field. <laughs> yep. So um, I see you do plein air work. And when did you start getting into that? And right away you did oh okay great right away it was so intimidating i just said oh you know i've just got to get out there i just got to do it and if i flop i flop if i succeed you know and i just got to find out what it's all about and um i ended up loving it yeah. um, i like it for short periods of time i like it i'm kind of more choosy with my days yeah. <laughs> you know um if i can see the day is going to change I'll, I'll just stay in my studio because i can be more productive and find other things to do. Um, but yeah, um, you know, when it's a perfectly beautiful day and it's going to stay, you know, that way, pretty cloudless or whatever. Um, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's, yeah. yeah, but as you mentioned earlier, there's so much around the seacoast. It's just oh, endless. Lordy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to choose. You kind of, I, I kind of have gotten to the point where I, I kind of know where I'm going. Yeah. Because I used to I used to do a lot of riding around and you know, two hours would go by before you chose a spot. <laughs> or you know it, it's like the noon hour and you know, the worst time of the world to paint. You know, the flat light and just you know, it's not as interesting as those nice shadows coming in. Right, right. Yeah, you just live and learn. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Have, any, do you have any great spots to share around the seacoast? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I like Chauncey Creek area. That's beautiful for a quiet little creek. Um, and that leads out to the ocean as well. Um, there's so many nice places. I mean, I yeah. like wood. I actually like woods. I like um, 
going in to see a stream and then with the light hitting. Mm -hmm. um, that's appealing to me. Now, do you go by yourself or do you, you know, if you're going to go in the woods, would you go alone or with someone else or? Woods that I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only if it's woods that I know very well. Yeah. And I know that there might be other people around or, yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's that woman thing. I hate to say it. You know. <laughs> but it's true. Um, you know, men playing air painters, they just get up and go. And they, they, you know, they just don't have to worry about that other component. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, I think women kind of need to. And, and it's a very sad state of affairs. I find that it horrible. is. Yeah. But, and this yeah. was something that came up on the um, Plein Air Live workshop. They did a, a nice um, roundtable discussion with, you know, some women artists talking. And this yeah. was one subject that came up. And then especially when you get out there and, you know, I get in a zone. I'm, yeah. I just, I don't hear anything around me. And I have right. had people come up behind me and scare me to death. Just, it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, we're fully concentrating or we're in that zone moment. And yeah, I mean, and anything can happen. Um, yeah. So I always like to, you know, grab a friend and say, hey. How long do you stay out? Do you typically stay out in like in two hours, four hours? What's a you know, uh, it varies. So um, if if I'm going out with a friend, we'll just go out for, you know, maybe tops three hours in the morning. Um, sometimes if we're really ambitious, we'll go back for the afternoon mm. and do a second painting from the same area or somewhere else. Um, when I go on a painting trip, um, with my painting friends. Um, so we'll do a morning session, come home, have lunch, siesta, <laughs> and then go out again. <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, it's lovely. It's wonderful to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's always a twofer. Um, so that's fun. So uh, how do you use those? Do you, you are they finished paintings? Or oh God, no, no, no. Just no. And so I go out and what I do is because... Um, you know, the environment is just ever-changing. So I immediately go out and do a little um, color value study. So so just a teeny little thing that just says, okay, this is the color of the sky right now compared to this shining on the water, compared to, you know, the, that green grass, this wooded area. Um, so I just immediately get these big block blobs. It really, I mean, you can't see much of anything yet forming but so they're just like forms yeah and um that's what i do i really try to get the color right and my immediate i take a camera with the immediate aha moment mm -hmm. so this is what it looked like then i mean you can't go by the i i don't go by the color but you know there's other information in that photograph you know say you want a detail of some rusted part on the side of a garage or something i mean you get that you get that kind of detail um and it, so i can go back and just reference it sure. yeah nice. and then, do and then, you, then do I do a, i'm sorry then i do a bigger one oh, but yeah. that's that's just like my little you know it's really 10 minutes of just color blobbing the color on as, as i'm seeing it right now that gave me that aha moment and then I start the bigger one. And, oh, okay. you know, often often it comes back unfinished, so I can't really call it, you know, um, traditional plain air because I might come back and tweak it, mm -hmm. add, some, add some things to it, mm -hmm. or take away. <laughs> or what? Or take away. <laughs> and then do you use those to make large works? Or, how? you know, what size do you typically paint? Sometimes, you yeah. know, sometimes. And sometimes... Um, I like the freshness of, that's why I like plein air. I, I really feel like, you know, you're seeing the true colors, you're out there. Um, even though they're changing, they're still, they're still the real colors. And, and they, you know, sometimes there's nothing better than that. And, and if I can keep it fresh, the, those are the paintings I always like the best, mm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If we could just learn not to futz with them so much. And right, exactly. I always <laughs> say when I'm cleaning my palette and I just grab a little eight by ten and throw something on there and it takes half an hour, forty five minutes. Those yep. are not so great, you know. They, they do. 
they do. Some people do it beautifully and it looks effort and you know, effortless and um, yeah, and I admire that. I, I think that's that's a beautiful thing, but um, that doesn't seem to be me. I, I'm not into precision. I'm not into super, you know, accuracy and representationalism. Um, so yeah, I like to I like to have things a little bit looser. Yeah. So what's your studio practice like? Do you have, okay, Monday we do oils and Tuesday we do mixed media. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my, that would be like for me. I thought it would be a good laugh. <laughs> no, no. So I go in and it's almost like um, I would love in theory to just immediately delve in. Yeah. But my, my, Usual thing usually is, okay, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to look at yesterday's work. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's when I often um, do my critiquing. Because, you know, I, I try not to critique my work when I'm in the act of painting. Because I know, for me, that's the kiss of death. That's like how to ruin a painting in one easy lesson. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I can stand back at various points, obviously, after I've painted a few you know, parts of the painting. Um, but yeah, I, I just know that I, I can't critique and paint at the same time and have it look real and authentic and how I want it to. Yeah. yeah. And not that it ever comes out how you want it to anyway, because the, you know, the adage of a painting takes on a life of its own sure. for me is so true. Yeah. I think some people work so hard at, what their initial, um, you know, outcome that they wanted to, to materialize, to visualize, um, but I can't, I just, I can't. It's not to say I can't work through a painting and, and work it until it becomes better, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, my vision often, my initial vision often changes along the way, and sometimes I like it a lot more. Most times, yeah. I like it a whole lot more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Follow the trail. So yeah. you've had your coffee and your critique, and now what do you do? Just um, stay I, in your studio. <laughs> delve into whatever I, whatever I feel needs to be worked on. Um, you know, obviously when you have a commission for something like that, sometimes you have to gear yourself up, even though you'd rather be painting something that you would prefer to paint. Um, but, you know, you're getting paid for this work of art <laughs> so you better get to it because i don't want to wait forever <laughs> a two cup of coffee morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> so you know it depends if i have commissions i have to work on those um but you know i i have oh lordy i have probably 12 things going on at once oh fun that's okay with me because that's that's how i work right. um, so you know, I can have, you know, printmaking images going on that are like just monoprints, not nothing, you know, okay. copper etchings and detailed like that. Um, but I can have that going on and I can, ha I have many painting surfaces, um, like pegboards and things that I can just, you know, work pieces of paper on, um, okay. on one wall. And then I can have my printmaking in my little back room with my press and I can be oil painting in another part of my studio. So I have a huge studio and it's, um, I just feel like it's such a gift. Nice. Paintings need to take time to dry. So yeah. it's nice to have other things to work on. Sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you teach there or how, where do you teach? I have in the past. Um, currently I only have one student. Um, for years I taught and then um, I broke a foot bone and so I wasn't able to walk for four and a half months. I wasn't able to put any pressure on it until mm -hmm. it healed um, because otherwise they'd have to put a pin in it and I didn't want a pin. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they promised me it was going to heal good and it did. It was great, but I couldn't put any pressure on it. So I stopped teaching then and um, except for this, this one student that's been with me for 20 years. Um, so, you know, and he's easy. It's, it's an hour a week. Yeah. Um, he just loves coming and sometimes he feels like learning. Sometimes he doesn't and he wants to do his own thing. That's fine. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, he's delightful. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean, there might be a point where I teach again, but right now I'm actually enjoying not teaching, mm. exploring new things. I'm, yeah. I'm doing a lot of, um, I'm experimenting with a lot of abstract work. Yeah, I noticed you have, and you also, in those, well, even in your other paintings, I noticed it looks anyway from uh, the, the pictures online, it looks to be very um, textured. Yeah. So yeah. What, are you, what are you using to get all that texture? What kind of tools or <laughs> not tools? What's in there? Um, well, different things. Um, some of the paintings look more textured because... Um, they probably got painted over. They were bad paintings that, that needed new paint jobs. Gotcha. I have, so, I have a pile so, of those, yeah. Yeah. So I kept some of the, you know, what I call the history of the old painting. Um, and, you know, parts, you know, segments that I really liked. And so I'll keep those. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll from my mind, just create something. Um, it doesn't have, you know, I don't have any pictures that I'm looking at. It's just like totally out of my imagination, um, these scenes. And so that's why some of them look really bumpy and lumpy. And <laughs> okay. But I mean, is it, are you doing brushwork, uh, pellet knife? Mostly brushwork. Yeah. Yeah. And I also mm -hmm. discovered these wonderful new tools um, a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know what to call them, but they are like, they are like big rubber spatulas and I've they come them. in them yeah so they're like wedges yeah uh, and some have like one of mine has you know three or four different sides to it that you can work and sure. and I'm, they're not textured they're all they're just various um widths and so that's one and then i have another one that's just like um uh it's actually a baking tool and I think it's for, I think it's for frosting cake. <laughs> so it's this big, wide, flanged plastic or silicone um, wedge. And so I'll often put paint on with that. Um, and scrape out sometimes with a palette knife. Um, what else do I do? Sometimes I add um, cloth and material. What was that? Cloth. Sometimes I add cloth. Okay. or material um so that's another textural component when i'm doing the um these new abstracts that i'm trying to figure out um they're mostly works on paper oh. so a lot of gesso and all kinds of different um media i might have charcoal in there and um scraping out a lot um pen and ink Wow. Um, and how big are these? Oh, they're various sizes. I'm just really learning. I'm just really learning and exploring. Um, I'm not going to be ready to show those for a while. No. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And is this, uh, when you say, how recent has this been? Has it been influenced by our current state? <laughs> with the uh, Well, I'm very fortunate to feel like I can work on it without interruption right now because I mean, I think that's the key for me for learning is to just get in this um, state where I can really comprehend and it really sinks in. Um, so yeah, that's been, so COVID has been great for that. Yeah. Uh, when did it start? So, um, you know, I started experimenting with different media like cold wax and oil paint, oh. uh, scraping in, scraping out, putting on um, lots of layers, um, lots of textures. So I started doing that, um, just, just playing around with that maybe in November. Okay. And so, or yeah, in November. So that's why the first time we were going to meet, I said, I don't even know how to begin to talk about this because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just in my starting process of, of being proactive and working it. Mm -hmm. you know and um so yeah so i mean i there's so much to learn and it's it's so much fun and um yeah so i'm i'm really just having a great time experimenting with it and uh where it takes me who knows <laughs> it's okay. just a journey that i'm enjoying right now wonderful yeah, yeah. 
So when you use mixed media, is that mm -hmm. what? What are you putting in there? You said cloth a little bit. Is um, that so you know, it can be it can be just um, like cheese clothy, thin thin cotton. Um, you know, because I'm going to paint over it anyway. I can use paper collagey things in there, and then um, you know sometimes it's a piece of canvas. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just really being experimental and seeing what I can do, what it's all about. Wow. Um, yeah, it is fun. It's yeah. great things. I love it. Having that freedom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit about technology. Yeah. What's, your, <laughs> what's your greatest use? What's the best thing that works for you? Oh, Lordy. You know, I have to say I spent all this money having someone help me get a uh, get a wordpress website mm -hmm. and the whole point for me learning wordpress was that i was going to be able to go in there and change it anytime i wanted but it's something that i would need to be familiar with and do it often and so my biggest problem is because um marketing is my nemesis it has been i'm going to change that i'm going to have a positive attitude <laughs> and I'm going to change that and I'm going to work harder on it this, this next couple of months. That's a goal. Um, so the easiest thing for me really um, is Instagram. You know, you take a picture of, of it. You can use your iPhone. Boom, it's done. Put a couple of hashtags. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get anywhere that way. It, um, yeah. But at least... It's, it's an easy form of getting your work out there. Right. And if anybody responds to it, and yeah. So I think that's my easiest form right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've got to get back to my website. but this, and, and I know I can do it. I mean, I've, I've done it before. But, um, you know, it's, for me, it's like the learning curve all over again because I've waited yeah. six months try to do anything it's like oh yeah how did I do that how did I get here <laughs> it's so true so true it, it's yeah. it's yeah I don't know the secret to overcoming that when it's it's almost you know I, well I mean the secret would be to do it more often but right to, I guess the secret to make yourself okay put it on the calendar every you know whatever once exactly. a month twice a month it's just yeah one of those things I, I think that's what people who are computer savvy have done you know i see a lot of artists doing it and you know every monday there'll be a blog or a newsletter or wow. there's art you know every wednesday or whatever um and and they're very good at it and hats off to them yeah. honestly yeah. <laughs> i i think it's great but you know you, you it's something that you've got to put the time in unless you're really um very technologically um aware and it's your thing which it's not mine mm -hmm. you know so so it's yeah. so a little bit of a learning curve for me each and every time i go back to it right now do you <laughs> yep. from photos at all I, I don't know this just came up thinking of like a tablet do you use anything like that in your studio i mean no I like no no i don't um mm -hmm. i have like i said i use reference photos if i really want to um if I need information to recall that one spot or the day, um, but what yeah, about you, your portraits, your portraits are beautiful. How do you, thank you. Those? Um, well, we used to have, you know, um, <laughs> we used to have sessions where we could all go draw and paint together. Oh. Oh, I miss that. Yeah. I love, I love, love, love doing portraits. I love doing people, yeah. painting people. Um, but, um, yeah, I just can't do it right now unless someone wants to sit with you with a mask on, I guess, or I'll have a mask on. <laughs> it doesn't sound very inviting to me. You can all do self-portraits, I think. That would be, I could do that one. <laughs> with just there's, a mask. Lot, there's a lot of that online right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, boy. So, um, so tell me a little bit about, I, th I think it's really fascinating to find out, um, Every, how did you have your first sale? What was your first sale? What did you sell? And, and tell me about how that went. Did you meet the customer? 
my first sale. Oh my God, I'm not sure I can even remember it. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't super meaningful. <laughs> no, I, I think the, oh man, um, that's a really hard question for me. I don't know why. Um, I, think, I think my first real sale of a yeah of of multiple works that i remember was um one of the first years i was at the button factory and we had open studios uh. and i sold a bunch of things and i sold one of my biggest pieces of work uh, it had 12 it was 12 pieces that made up one big wall wow um, and it was, you know, all little, um, I think they were 16 by 16 square, you know, boxes, wooden boxes. Wow. And three, six, nine. Nope, there was only nine of them. So, um, but that fit on a really long, you know, vertical wall. Yeah. Um, and this couple from Boston came in and they just said, I love it. We have a perfect wall for it. We've been looking for something that we both like. Yeah. It's sold. I said, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That and do you my, have, do you have a, a most meaningful sale? Do you have anything that was just a I, real precious thing to, to part with? <laughs> or maybe just a special occurrence around it? I just have a lot of, um, a lot of really interesting people come in and, um, just a lot of interesting little stories like, you know, the husband comes in and he absolutely falls in love with this painting. And then the you know, his wife catches up. She's somewhere shopping somewhere else in the button factory. <laughs> she walks down the hall and then she goes, yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, but he wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> then, you know, as soon as he leaves, they, they both leave together and then she manages to escape him come back and said love that but i couldn't let him know i loved it because it's his birthday and i want to surprise him oh, <laughs> so oh. i have so many wonderful sweet little stories like that you know and so that that was meaningful that was meaningful it's always it's always wonderful when somebody really loves it so it was just such a funny little game she was playing there i love it i love it <laughs> yeah. so do you have any you know unusual or funny plein air stories Oh my God, yes. My favorite, favorite one, I will never forget this. Um, I was painting at a place called the Moore Farm in New Durham. Okay. And the woman had, you know, she's got a wonderful little store there with all kinds of um, organic meats. And she used to make breads and, you know, essential oils. And she would, she would make the essential oils there from her own herb gardens. Anyway, it was a cool place. Um, and so she had chickens running around. And so we stopped there for something, the two women that I was plein air painting with that day. And we saw goats and we said, oh, let's paint the goats. <laughs> so we got permission to go paint her goats and they were just walking around freely. Well, these goats were so naughty. Oh my God. So, so we're all set up. We've got our easel set up. We're ready to roll. And so, you know, they were sister goats. So one sister is down at my friend's uh, easel eating the yellow tube off her paint. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so we thought, oh, my God, can't be yellow. we got to get the, her mouth clean right away. So I went down to my friend's easel. We're cleaning it all up, and so she looks pretty good now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other one is up at my other friend's, just pestering her. And she's, she's an animal person, but she wasn't. She wasn't as, she didn't think they were as cute as my friend Maggie and I did. So, so then I went back to my easel to try to get something serious done. Oh, no. And then they both come up to my easel. And so one is going underneath my French easel. I had a wooden French easel at the time. One is going under. So all of a sudden, my, my whole <laughs> is lifting off. And the paintbrush is just going everywhere. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a painting today. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other one comes sauntering back, and she's chewing the um, string off my apron. All of, a sudden, I, all of a sudden, my apron's flying in the breeze. It's like, I can't tie my apron. I didn't really know she was chewing it from behind. Wow. 
so and they kept coming back and coming up these these girls were so funny so funny <laughs> made for a fun afternoon <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah <laughs> oh so okay give us your best hack what's a good um a good tip painting tip a good painting tip well i guess i would have to say the first thing is show up every day <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> happen, don't show up if you just sit around and wait for the muses to happen that's right. you know, good luck good luck with that <laughs> yeah if, you know get in a good habit of, of going in and painting every day even if it's something if you have two hours just say okay i've only got two hours before i have to go to the dentist or pick up the kids or you know whatever um just just get in there and do something even if it's even if it's just getting acquainted with your studio and just swing some you know just swing some boards or canvases or just do you know just do something to get the juices flowing so that you know the next time you come in you can be more efficient yeah sure okay. and what does success mean to you success in your art career um i think when someone buys a painting and they love it and they send me an email and tell me how much they love it or they come back to the button factory or open house year after year and say you know what else do you have or wow. you know thank you i love that painting you know we have it in our x room you know whatever and um yeah so that's that's gratifying um yeah. I, you know i think just being a i mean it's such a gift to be for me to be able to go into my studio every day that is like I'm doing what I love in life, and you know, uh, there's a lot of people who can't say that. Yeah. Um, so I, I honor that, and I, I'm just really happy. I, I look at it like a gift, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a special thing for sure. It is. Yeah. yeah. What about your collector base? Do you um, do anything to kind of cultivate that in any way? Do you do a, a newsletter or a yearly? mailing or anything i i do i have a mail champ and i i do keep in touch um not as much as i should <laughs> because again that's technology and you know i'd rather be painting yeah. or you know doing something in the studio um so yes i do i do keep in touch with with my client base a little bit more than i do um just randomly you know market myself I'm not very good at that, um, but I'm changing that. I'm saying it right here, right now. I hear it. We are going to hold you to it. <laughs> Say, hey, what happened to that marketing strategy? <laughs> you can get people now sending you private messages. <laughs> Say, we haven't seen you show up. Where are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's good to, to state something publicly. It does help you uh, become yes. a little more accountable. So yeah. um, where can people see your work? Oh, right now, I just had another gallery decide he wasn't going to open anymore. Mm. Oh, so, and, and the one, I only have one up in Raymond, Maine. Okay. Uh, and she has been open for, oh gosh, I don't know. 40 something years she's wonderful wow. uh, however you know people aren't coming in like they used to because mm -hmm. it's a whole mask thing you know it, and it's in the sebago lake area so there's a lot of tourism there's a lot of people that they just want to get to their summer house you know they just want to get out in the boat you know and you know that world <laughs> yeah. and um and I get it, you know, it's beautiful. So, so shopping is really down for her. It's a wonderful uh, little um, art studio gift shop kind of a place. She has really nice taste, one of a kind things, um, beautiful pottery, earrings. And so what's the name of that? Um, it is called Hole in the Wall. Oh, <laughs> Hole in the Wall Studios. And really it's just this teeny, teeny little, 
outbuilding that they must have had on the property but it's right on the highway right on 302 and um she has really nice openings and she's just a lovely lady um so i enjoy working with her not much is going on though um up that way yeah and the gallery in agunkwa just folded so he's yeah. sure what's gonna reopen again you know we'll see after covid right just hope just hope right. we, you know it's just such an uncertain time i think there's there's so much uncertainty that yeah. people don't know what to do, but I mean, the overhead is killing them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really sad to, mm -hmm. to see that happening. And then to try to be creative and come up with something new that, you know, you can put out. Right. And then the fear of, you know, um, people coming in sick, you know, mm -hmm. wearing a mask all summer is not appealing. It's hot exactly yeah. it's that kind of thing that that you know gets to people they, they don't want to work publicly anymore yeah so they've given up their jobs or mm -hmm. you know um yeah a lot of galleries have folded and a lot of people don't want to work employees don't want to work right right so yeah yep. let's wait for the times <laughs> that's right that's right okay and your website is darlene Furbush Willette, no E on the end, okay. dot, com, dot com. And then I have an Instagram site, same name only, um, only uh, art on the back of, of Instagram. I do have a Facebook business page, but I'm not very good at um, keeping it up. Um, but I do, I do have a Facebook page, Darling Furbush Willette Fine Art. Um, so yeah, but and I'm I'm inconsistent with my marketing, which is something I'm going to get better at. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. you heard me say it, right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you want to add before we? Um, I just would like to give you a compliment um, because oh. I think that you know these podcasts that you have done, the interviews are great. Um, I really, really enjoy them, and I think that. That you have a real um, knack for making people at ease. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, and, and it's, so it's nice. And I get so much out of them. <laughs> what? I get so much out of them. I really. Oh, I you know it's like teaching. You yeah. know when I uh, I just you just learn from your students too. Yeah. It's it's such a give and take. It's such a nice give and take. So yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. Well, thank you so much. I You're just am so, so delighted that we finally caught up. <laughs> thank you. It's been really wonderful. Thanks. All right. Bye. Okay. Have a good one. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush. <laughs>